MLM Nation, episode 747. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built a team of over 200,000 and is now a full-time MLM coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us now. Let's do this. Hey, are you driven by purpose or just by money? Is network marketing all about the fancy cars, mansions, or the quote-unquote lifestyle, or there more to it? Now, if you're driven by purpose, go check out this new group called Purpose Driven Networkers. Not only do we have a higher calling, but we also have a five-step system that we use to help get your next customer or rep immediately. Go check it out at PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. ML Nation, this is Simon Chen. I'm fired up to bring our special guest today. He is someone that I was introduced to him years ago and uh, just watching him grow. I finally have him on ML Nation. Ladies and gentlemen, ML Nation, let's have Chris Estes. Hey, Chris, are you ready to make it happen? I'm always ready, Simon. Appreciate you inviting me, uh, inviting me today. Chris Estes is a former collegiate baseball player and world championship qualifying Ironman triathlete. Hey, if you hit the YouTube channel, you can see all those trophies he's got, those medals and ribbons he's got in the back. Um, he was also an award-winning teacher and coach for 10 years before getting started in network marketing. In just three years, Chris climbed to the top position in the company and the top money earner worldwide. He now serves a team of over 300,000 customers and associates. Chris and his wife also began investing in multifamily real estate five years ago and now have a portfolio of over 800 units and 70 plus million assets under management. He's also the author of two Amazon best-selling books. Uh, Chris currently focuses on training and mentoring those who are hungry to become their best self. Chris and his wife, Lindsay, live out in Nicholsville, Kentucky, with their four kids, Griffin, Maddie, Brody, and Braden. So Chris, love the intro, uh, you know, being a huge baseball fan. How did you go from baseball player to network marketing? <laughs> yeah, great question. You know, I, I grew up in a small town in Kentucky where, you know, front teeth are optional and I grew up on a farm working, working hard. And, you know, all of that led to me playing sports, you know, in a small, small community, a small school, small area, you play the big, the big three sports. And my dad, he played baseball, played college baseball, and that's just what we, uh, you know, slept, breathed, ate is baseball. So all of that led to me having some skill. I think most of it was work ethic, but I uh, was able to get a scholarship at a small college in Kentucky, played baseball, earned a bachelor's degree in education, master's degree in counseling, went on to be a school teacher and a, and a coach. And from there, a friend of mine, after 10 years of teaching, was introduced to network marketing. He then introduced it to me, and the rest is is really history. And of course, I know we'll unpack more questions as we go on, but I started, and I think that's that's the key for most people in life and business, Simon, is the, is the key to getting ahead is getting started, and it's the start that stops most people. And fortunately for me, I, I think one of my advantages when I started was I had no industry experience. I'd never really heard of network marketing. I knew nothing of network marketing. And so me being naive on the front end actually was a big advantage 
uh, for me as I, I got started. And so here we are, 50, almost 15 years later of me being inside of network marketing. It's been a, a game changer for me and my family. And of course, being able to serve and add value to so many other people and see them reach their goals with with their health and, and finances and, and having some additional time is great. So so how did your friend, uh, your friend introduced you, right? Yeah. Uh, what, what type of friend was this? And was yeah, it, so, all, yeah, so how, did, it, well, how did you present? Yeah, so a, a friend who I had learned to, we both coached together. I didn't know him growing up. I didn't know him in college. But when I started teaching in the school district, he was the head basketball coach. And I was an assistant coach. And so I ran the middle school program. And so we got close over the years of, of trust and respect and, you know, just enjoyed his character and who he was in the community. And a friend of his actually introduced him to the company and he had really no interest. I mean, if you were to interview him, he would say he was better than network marketing. He, he's a little older than me. And he thought he was too good, essentially, for network marketing. But he told his buddy that he would take a look. And so instead of him really taking a look, he introduced me. I was a health enthusiast. He knew I was in the fitness. He knew I was in the health. It was a nutritional company. And so he introduced me and he introduced a, a pharmacist friend of his. And he really just piqued my interest. And he passed me to some tools, a, a newspaper and a video. And I took a look. And that's how... The, the initial intro started. So you said that um, you got started. Once you got started, um, why were you successful while many people struggle? And you said you got started while most people get stuck. Can you elaborate a little bit more about that? Well, I think, I think most people, because of education, because of technology, because of all the information out there, it's analysis paralysis for most people. They find ways not not to get in. And Simon, when my buddy introduced me, of course, I believe trust is a must. There's this transactional approach that I see a lot happening where people, there's transactions, but I don't know you and you don't know me. In this particular case, my buddy, we had history and I trusted that he was introducing me to something he thought could be beneficial and I did something I think is important for all of our, our listeners today, Simon, is I did a life audit. And what I, what I learned was I had full-time jobs. I was a school teacher. I was a head coach of multiple sports and running different clubs. But I had a part-time life. So full-time jobs, part-time life. I was going to spend my life raising everyone else's kids and never see my own kids if I didn't make a change. And, you know, we know the only person that likes to change is a wet baby. But your life doesn't get better by chance, it gets better by change. And so for me, I looked at the pros and the cons, the risk and the reward. And it said, "Are you're telling me I can enter this industry of network marketing, I can invest a small amount of money, get some product, and I can go out and serve some people, help them essentially do what I do, which is what? Teach and coach, train and mentor and motivate, inspire, put people into motion. And for me, I said, I can do this part-time. I'm already investing all of this additional time in, into coaching kids and so forth. So I, I just looked, I, I believe, Simon, at what it could be versus what it wouldn't be. And I think that's just an attitude and having that optimistic, that, that grand opening spirit. You know, I had this energy and excitement that, you know, just bled into these, these people that maybe were uncertain. But for me, it was just getting started and looking at what it could be versus what it wouldn't be. Mm. 
being a baseball fan, I have to ask you this. First of all, a couple of questions about baseball. But what position did you play? So I, I was a uh, middle infielder. So I played shortstop in high school and I transitioned my freshman year, played a little bit of shortstop, but essentially moved over to second base. I had quick hands, but when you moved to college, my, my arm strength wasn't, wasn't pro strength. So I, I moved over to second base, had a great time over there. It was a little, a little easier, but you know, was able to turn two with the quick hands and, and had a great experience. But middle infield, had a little bit of speed. And was a leadoff guy. I was a switch hitter in uh, high school, but I, I transitioned to being a, a left-handed hitter in, in, in uh, college. So I was a little bit closer to first base. So I did, did a lot of uh, slaps, you know, little uh, bunting and, and just try to get on base, man. Awesome. And, and what school did you go to? I went to a, a small Christian college in Kentucky called Lindsey Wilson College. I'm actually crazy enough a, a trustee there which is pretty wild to be able to participate now on the board of trustees for the college. And, you know, you know, really neat to be able to support the college. I speak there with, with some of the college students and, and do some speaking engagements for them from, from time to time. So I believe mindset is everything. I think you know too, right? 95, uh, 95% of success is mindset. Being a collegiate athlete and also doing Ironmans. How did you apply that? Can you give a couple of examples how you apply that mindset into your network marketing business? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, most people, they they struggle with failure. And for me, uh, failure is what really led me to having success. You know, every, every adversity can be a stepping stone or a tombstone. And for most people, Simon, it is their death. When they face adversity, when they face some ridicule, when they face some opposition. And, you know, even when I started Simon in the business, I remember some community members saying, Chris, how do you sleep at night handling all of this failure, this rejection, this, this ridicule, this ridicule, this opposition? I said, I sleep like a baby. I, I wake up every hour, three hours crying. And, and so for me, if I rewind though, back into my sports days of, of playing college baseball, I remember being a leadoff hitter. I struck out four times in the same game. I mean, that's hard to do. How Sometimes you're not even up four times. In one game, I struck out four times. And so how do you deal with that? Well, you you improve by getting counsel. You know, the, the good book says where there's, where there's no counsel, the people fall. And so for me, Simon, what I did is I used all of that adversity. I used all that failure to grow me to be better. And so I was able to assess. I, I think you must assess to progress. And so I used the coaches, I used the other players in, in, from a sports standpoint to help look at what's wrong with my swing. What am I doing? And, and what I learned, Simon, is I just, uh, you know, simply lost some confidence. And I believe a lot of us, we dwell on what maybe isn't working. We dwell on the no. We magnify the no in, in this business versus going through all of that rejection, the no, 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 no. And then you magnify the yes, no, 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 yes. And so for me, I learned that the suck part of life, the suck part of maybe me having that failure in baseball and in this business is that's only part of the word. You know, people here, you know, suck. I, I, was, I wasn't successful at, at baseball or I wasn't successful in whatever the career was or in this business. But past the suck, that middle mile is seed, succeed. Mm. And so for me, it was embracing that suck, that failure, and having all these good people around me that could 
you know, breathe life into me, inspire me to go to the next at bat, to get into the batting cage, to go talk to the next person and have that next mentality, next pitch, next person as we relate to this business. And so that really helped me from a mindset standpoint of, of, you know, being around the right people, hearing the right words. You know, I, I believe what entertains you, trains you, and what you tune into, you turn into. And so a lot of times people, Simon, they're around the wrong people. They may have good intentions, but they plant negative seeds that put you in a position of staying in failure. And sometimes that is intentional because they don't want you to, you know, succeed much more than them. And so I just have have learned as from a sports standpoint, Simon, to play good defense. You know, everybody loves offense, but defense is so important to guard your associations, to guard what feeds your mind, to guard the things that, uh, you, you know, you listen to, the things that you watch and the people that you're around. And, and for me to be aware of that is so important. And I think it's important for all of our listeners, especially in this tough business, when you're, you know, people are afraid to say the word sales, but you're, you're selling something. You're selling a service or a product. And for me, it's selling myself that I can take you to, to win a championship, whatever your level of what, what, what championship means to you. Hey, you're awesome. I, uh, I just wrote down a whole ton of notes. I love what you said. What entertains you, trains you. You got <laughs> these great sayings. Trust is a must. Assess to progress. What do you sit? Do you stay up all night and come up with these? Uh, oh, over time, as a as a school teacher, to keep my my students <laughs> uh, to keep their attention, I had to be a rhymer. I had to create things that were catchy and that they could remember and listen. And so, what I did as I started this business is I really looked at you know what are some th- skills I can bring to the table because I've never been in business, I've never been in sales, but I was a teacher and a coach, and I was an athlete. And I said, gosh there has to be some attributes that I can transfer into this business. And I said, you know, one of the things that I learned real quick in this business, it's about duplication. If you want leverage, if you want the business to work in spite of you, you better build a team of, I don't have to have a bunch of great influencers. I just have to have a system that a bunch of people that are okay, that can become great because the system works for them. And the catchy phrases tend to be sticky and you want a sticky business and you want people to be able to duplicate some fundamental things. And so I learned, I learned that I was able to take some of those teaching skills and transition them over here to network marketing. They're awesome. Um, you said that most people, uh, yeah, they dwell on the nose and they should magnify the yeses, right? Yes. So if someone's never had Success. They never like said so they knew, or they haven't gotten a customer yet, or they haven't signed up anyone ever before. How can there's no yeses? So what can they do? Well, I think a, a lot of times people, Simon, they they everyone's talking about action. Go, 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 go. And I'm all I'm all about action. I'm a ready fire aim guy, not ready aim fire. I'm I'm more of a man. I'm gonna figure it out as I go. At the same time, though, what we should do as we're having some failure, knowing that's part of the process. So some of it is getting tied to somebody that's done it bigger, better, faster than you. They're a little ahead of you. I think that's so important, Simon. And and in this business, there's so many free resources. I mean, you think about the service that you provide, network marketing, and all the value you provide, the people you bring on that have experience and have success and knowledge. Why would you not learn from that wisdom? It's free for you. There's all these free resources. But what we should do as we 
have a rejection is go, why did they say no? What did I ask? Did I, you know, was I peaking interest and then puking? We, you know, for me, it's a peak and pass. I peak interest and I pass into a tool. That's another little catchy phrase, peak and pass. And so a lot of times do people, they do a peak and puke. They become vomit comments. And so if you don't know you're doing that, then it may take you 90 more no's in order for you to get a yes. But if you were to say, you know what, my job's not to peak interest and then present to them. My job is to peak interest and then pass them to, to some tools that can then take them to the next level. So it's really assessing and looking after each exposure as you're talking to someone, you're building the relationships, you're asking the questions, you're trying to navigate them to getting to a yes or a, a not yet is looking at what you're doing well, what you're not doing well, asking someone to you know, role play with you to see, hey, do you have confidence? Because a lot of times it's less about what you say and more about who you are. I mean, think about the greatest recruiter to ever live. He said two words, follow me. And so it wasn't what he said, it was who he was. And so I think a lot of times people get caught up in the phrases or the words, not that they're not important, Simon, but you have to have some level of swagger or or belief or confidence. And if you don't have it, that's where you borrow Simon's confidence. You borrow yourself and, and you're the one that inspires me to go out and have that belief. Because I can tell you, Simon, there were lots of people when I started, they didn't necessarily believe what I said, but they believed that I believed what I said because I was convicted. I was passionate about what I was doing. And because of that, that energy transition transferred that belief and said, gosh, I don't necessarily believe what he says, but he, but he believes it. And so I'm going to join him. I'm going to, I'm going to be a part of his team because I like that energy. I like that excitement. I like that enthusiasm because what we learned, Simon, is enthusiasm costs nothing to have. It costs everything not to. And people lose some of these key, simple, no-cost actions that they can build a habit of, and it changes their game. So, man, there's so much to unpack there with that yeah. question. Yeah, it's awesome. I think because you talked about basically the, why most people struggle. They're expecting to get results first. And then, they can, and then they convince people. They don't realize it's, you're selling yourself. And what you said, uh, I love what you said. Like people believe in your belief in that belief, right? It's your conviction that gets people um, to buy it. And I talked about like uh, in my book, The Consistency Bill, people buy the three Cs, the change, commitment, and your consistency. When you're committed, when you're changed, you see Chris Estes has changed. When he's committed, he's consistent doing this every day, even though you may not be earning much, but you're the total different person and your belief is so strong and then people start following you. Well, so, I think, I think too, Simon, one of the, there's so many great benefits and so many great people in, in this network in network marketing. And there's great companies out there. There's great products, great services, but in the end, there's most, mostly great people. But because we sometimes have good intentions, but we lack attention, our excitement gets the best of us. And we say, Simon, you're going to make a million dollars next week, or this is going to be so easy. And this is a business and it's, and it's, it's difficult. It's simple, but it's challenging. It's difficult. And so this is a more of a crockpot process, not a microwave. And we're in an instant gratification society, but we have to make sure we paint a clear picture of what this is versus what this is not. And that requires, again, 
some boldness, some confidence. And so for me, as we were building our team, I wanted to create an expectation and a standard of who we are, what this was, and the pain and strain that you're going to embrace through this process and the reward at the end, which is what what I call from a sports guy, a championship. How many rings are we going to develop over the next decade? And so you build people up, but, but you make sure that they know there's pain ahead, there's strain ahead, there's opposition ahead. And when everybody, though, is moving to the same beat, then what you're able to do is you're able to be unpenetrable. And when that happens, when there's a no, it bounces right off of you because you've got a team of people working together. What was an aha moment where things really, really start taking off for you? Yeah, there's, there's really, you know, when I think about the ahas, of course, we could go through my 15-year career and probably pull out quite a few. But the two that really come to mind, Simon, is the, the, the part-time aha and the, and the full-time aha. And the, and the part-time was just a couple of months into my business back in 2008. And I had been inspired to go to our company event. It was on the other side of the country. I wasn't making any money yet. I didn't have any money. I was paycheck to paycheck as a school teacher coach. But for some reason, I was led and drawn to go to that event. And that event changed everything for me. You know, an event to me creates what I call the three E's. You know, an event forces energy. And that energy at that event lit me up from the inside, which then evokes an emotion, a a feeling of, oh, my gosh, I can do this. Simon, I can do this thing. And that that emotion then creates an enrollment. And when I say an enrollment, I mean a buy-in, a belief, a certainty, a confidence. And I can tell you, Simon, that event took me from doing this kind of as a hobby of, hey, I, you know, I'll kind of do it within parts of my day. You know, I was still competing in triathlon. I was competing in tennis tournaments. I was a teacher coach. When I left that event, Simon, I, t- I changed this to be a business, meaning I made time for the business. I sacrificed competing in triathlon. I, I stopped competing in tennis tournaments. I stopped watching the what I call the electronic income reducer, the TV. I stopped watching other people's live out their dreams and I started to create my own. So events are so powerful. And that event changed my game 15 years ago. And then two years later, Simon, about the same time, school's getting ready to start. I'm two years in, I'm part-time. And at this point, I've now generated, we as a, as a, as a team have generated an income for, for my position, my business, that I was earning more income in my business in one month than I was earning as a teacher and a coach with a master's degree in a year. And so even at that point, and again, that's not normal uh, for doing all these, like most people are going to make nothing because they're going to do nothing. We all, we know the income claims. I'm not saying you're going to do it. I'm saying it happened because there's a lot, all these variables that we're talking about, Simon, that I was relentless to do. And you have to make those decisions and kill all doubt that I'm willing to make some sacrifice. But I had a leadership retreat, Simon, right before school starts. I was two years in, I brought in 20 or so, 22, 23 of my top producers at the time. And to that point, I felt like I wanted this more for them than they wanted it for themselves. And it was at that leadership retreat, again, an event, a live event, belly to belly, face to face, eyeball to eyeball, where 
I was able to see that they actually wanted it as much as I wanted it for them. And at that point, we left that leadership retreat. I went to my superintendent and I said, Mr. Superintendent, I got a vision problem. He said, what's wrong? I said, yeah, I don't see myself working here anymore. And so I stopped teaching and coaching at that moment. And I went full time in the in the business. And what I want everyone to really know is this business, though, even when you go full time, it's really always part time. It's being able to block those those time, you know, block the time out within your 86,400 seconds. That's 24 hours, 86,400 seconds. And I was able to run and gun and drive and really build and multiply the business. So those are the two ahas, man. When I look back, what changed your life and your business? That first event, I may not be here today. I might still be teaching and coaching school if I didn't go to that event. And I may have not went to the next level if I hadn't had that leadership retreat and seen that there were other people that had vision like me. How do you stay consistent in your business? Because you said, especially when you were uh, part-time, you had, you know, your coaching and your, your teaching. How do you stay consistent? Well, you have to, n- number one, you have to know what to be consistent at, Simon. You, you have to know what the IPAs are. What are the income producing activities? Because I believe there's so many people, again, who are in network marketing, they're in their company, and they, they consider what they do is, man, I'm working hard, but I'm not seeing the results. And one of the reasons is they're caught up in non-IPAs. They're caught up in the non-income producing activities. So number one, you got to identify what are those IPAs? What are those KPIs, those key performance indicators? And then from there, you have to look at, so I have a, I basically have a calendar and I do it, I'm old school, it's a, a piece of paper and it's 30 minute blocks. And so what I do is I identify what are the big rocks of my business? What are the biggest or what Darren Hardy would call the MVPs, the most valuable priorities, or what we would call the income producing activities. And I'm going to put those in my schedule first. Now you might say, well, but but Chris, I'm, I'm part-time. Well, I was part-time too. I was part-time. And so anytime there was a 10 minute, a 15 minute block inside of my school day, post coaching and whatnot, I would identify those big rocks, those MVPs, those income producing activities. And here's what we know. It's always everything people. It's talking to people, connecting to people, plugging people into a story, asking people to do this with you. It's it's getting in front of people. It's always people. If it's not people, in my opinion, it's not an IPA. You should always be doing all things people. So for me, it was it was connecting lots of stories it was getting in front of people, sharing my enthusiasm, my excitement, my belief, my conviction, and sharing what, what we could do if we partnered together. And, and that's what I did. I was just very good at blocking my time and identifying what the most important pieces were. Hey, ML Nation. If you're frustrated at where you're at, I have some good news. I finally, now that the book launch has happened, my book is published, I actually have some time for one-on-one coaching to help you. During this program, this is not a group coaching. It's actually hands-on, one-on-one coaching. I give you my cell phone. You can reach out to me seven days a week and I actually hold your hand and show you exactly what to do during the five steps. Everything from your video to your presentation. I look at your slides. I look at what words you're using so that you can close more prospects. I hold you accountable and help you grow your business faster. 
Uh, obviously, I can't take everyone. It's a short application process. If, you could, if you're interested, go to mlnation.com forward slash coaching. Okay, mlnation.com forward slash coaching. Take five minutes to apply. Let me know more about you. And after you fill out the application, I'll reach out to you within 24 hours. Anyway, I look forward to helping you. I really want, let's do this together. Let's make the rest of the year your best year. And I want to help you. You shared a lot of successes and aha moments. Um, this next one is my favorite question. There's always good and bad. What is your worst, oh, yeah. worst moment? And that's part of the journey, right? What's your yeah, worst yeah. moment in network marketing to the point you maybe even thought about doing something else, but you didn't. That's why you are the leader you are today. One of the things I would say to, to the listeners, Simon, is in life, not just in business, but in life and, and business, there's always going to be ups and downs and peaks and valleys. There's always going to be ebbs and flows. That's something we should all know. It's, it's never going to be sunshine, always sunshine and rainbows. And again, it goes back into sometimes that's what we project. We project that it's all going to be sunshine and rainbows. And then we wonder, Simon, why they quit. They quit because you didn't you didn't paint the proper expectation. You didn't create the standard of, man, there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs and personal growth is going to help level you out. But man, I got hit hard, what I call the triple threat early in my business. So a few months into my business, my sponsor, the person that brought me into the business said, Chris, you and your top you know, producers at the time, which I really, we weren't really producing that much, but I had a few top producers of, you know, they were recruiting a few people, whatever, get on this call. And so I had no reason not to get on the call. So I brought four of my top producers. We got, we get on the call and he has on that call, Simon, a top earner from another company. And he was flipping to another deal, jumping to another deal. And he was trying to recruit me and my, so he blindsided me. And hmm. that was a moment in which I had to step up, speak out and stand strong as to my belief in this company. And, you know, everybody has their own philosophies. I'm, I'm, I'm a very loyal and trusting person. And so if I say I'm going to do it, I believe you, you, you know, say what you mean, mean what you say. This is Hey, there's business ethics and there's just, you know, eth there's only ethics for me. And for me, there, that was a, there was a character challenge there. And so for me, I stepped up, I stood strong and I stayed the course. I was, you know, obviously angry at my sponsor at the time, but I, I basically said, man, good luck to you, but we're, we're staying the course. And then it, here's the, the triple threat part, Simon, is just a couple of weeks later, in our area in Kentucky, we had an ice storm and our school was shut down for a month. That's how severe it was. And that this is back in the day in 2008 when you actually drove to meet people. We didn't have Zooms and you didn't do all this you know, social media stuff that is, is prevalent today and a great benefit. And so my business was essentially shut down for a month. And this is right after my sponsor tries to recruit me to a deal. So what's happening? There's this this little bit of doubt. There's this confidence loss because, man, is this really going to happen? Like I thought we were having a little success, and then see, this is that valley. This is that that negative. This is this is what happens in business and life. And then at the same time, Simon, the top earner of our company at the time, he has a, a severe accident, and so he's now out. And what happens is people can. There's blood in the water, brother. 
and people start to attack. They attack me, they attack the company, they attack my people, and it is a frenzy. And, you know, fortunately, I think through my, my sports experience, through coaching, I was able to, you know, have, have some, some toughness and some grit, and I was able to prevail through that process. And even now, and so what I want to say is that was initially in my business a few months in, and you're going to get hit early in your business. And the other piece we need to know is you're going to hit, get hit often, early and often, and just 12 years now, you know, 12 years into my business, just a couple of years ago, Simon, another, another uh, worst moment happened, which is I get on a Zoom and the company owner of the company I was working with uh, shares with us that he sold our company. And so the company I'd been working with for 12 years was acquired by another company. And at the moment, it was like, this is a disaster. But now as I look back, what, what happened is, man, what a blessing in disguise. And so, you know, a lot of times with your greatest rejection comes your greatest, you know, direction. And so, you know, those are some tough moments that I embraced. And one of the reasons I feel like I embraced them was because of the people I had around me and the books I was reading and the audios I was listening to. And that really helped me. And I, that would be an encouragement for all those that if you're experiencing any kind of pain and if you haven't yet, it's coming. Simon, it's coming. You you have to know that's part of the game. That's that's part of the rules of the game in this is business and life is, man, make sure you're, you're surrounding yourself with the right people, with the right books, with the right audios. You're getting fed properly so that you can embrace those moments because that's what really separates those who win, those who win big from those who quit, because there's some really high, you know, high uh, influential, uh, very sharp, smart people that you look at them and go, how are they not winning? It's because they allow that one little, that one little moment, which is it, and it'll pass. They let that one little moment keep them from going to the next level. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, your worst moments are the raw materials for your future success, mm-hmm. right? Those are the stories you share on stage. And you definitely would not be the leader you are today without those moments. And those are just, that's when we learn the most. And I, I love how you're a straight shooter. You're saying it's going to happen. It's going to happen often. You know, like um, I can't rhyme like you do, but I have a couple <laughs> quotes. It's like, like one of my favorite quotes is Mike Tyson says, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. And that's you're right. going to get punched in the face often. And what determines... How great you be is how you react when you do get punched in the face. So true. Great hey, you've point. been amazing, Chris. It's awesome. We're going to wrap it up. Um, yeah. some, but before we do, some quick questions to pick your brain. And these can be one-liners. So the first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? So many, so many of them. But I, I would say this, the, the secret to success is not to get rid of, avoid, or shrink from your problems. The secret is to grow yourself so that you're bigger than any problem. And I would love to say who said that. I, I, I don't know, <laughs> but it, that's been a, a, great, a great quote for, my, for me for, for many years now. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? You know, the, we've all heard the saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. And so for me, an apple a day brings success your way. And, I, and I'm pointing and referencing Simon. I wrote a book a decade ago called The Apple Principle. And apple is an acronym. A-P-P-L-E. And so for me, a habit 
is I eat my apple every day. A standing for attitude, having a winning attitude, talking about where I'm going to, not what I'm going through. The, the P is prepare, meaning preparation relieves pressure. You either prepare or you repair. And, and we know Noah built the ark before the rain came. And, and the other P is perform. You know, it's action that creates traction. And so what we want to do is every day we want to focus on those IPAs that, that we talked about. And, and then there's the the L, learn. To be a continual winner, you must be a habitual learner. It's what you learn after you know it all that counts. And then the E is evaluate. You must assess to progress. And so it's constant refinement that moves you to that necessary improvement. And so that's the habit every single day that I've learned over the years of, man, I'm going to eat my apple every day. Attitude, prepare, perform, learn, evaluate. Attitude, prepare, perform, learn, evaluate. And that's that's helped me have lots of success. That's awesome. Hey, um, Nation, you, I don't know if you are taking action or not on this. There's so many nuggets, but I am definitely taking action, Chris. I'm going to teach my boys this tonight when we go in the way to baseball practice. Attitude, <laughs> prepare, perform, learn, evaluate. That's what we're going to be talking about in the car. That's good, it. good stuff. Um, you keep talking about evaluate, assessing a lot. Do you have a routine? You do it like I know, for example, I do it every night. I evaluate my day. Do you have a good routine where you do that? Yeah, yeah. So there's what I call the seven F's. There's in my in my life, there's seven areas that I focus on: faith, family, finance, fitness, food, fun. And then the the, the other one that sounds like an F is philanthropy. I know it's a PH, but uh, those are the areas I focus on. And we have an activity tracker. And it's essentially inside the book I mentioned. I'm, I'm, I'm marketing myself for a second, the Apple principle, but it's really focused on the prepare and the evaluate. And I have an activity tracker. And so there's some specific activities inside of each of those areas. And at the end of the evening, I'm, I'm check, I'm either, I did it or I didn't. And at the end of the week, my wife and I, we do a, what we call a Sunday prep. And we look at the week and we look at our wins and our losses, where we need to improve, what we need to do better. And then we block and, and prepare our week uh, by you know the 30 minute blocks I talked about earlier. Awesome. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? So as it relates to network marketing, the best piece of advice, Simon, was expect people to quit. I know that's a, a kind of a negative statement, but it, it changed my game. And what I mean by that is when I brought you, let's say I brought you into the business, my hope, I have my hopes up, but my expectation is for you to quit. And so that created a what for me, an urgency to emergency to say, you know what, I've got to find out who you know before you go. And so what I did is I built a culture and it was me. You got to start with yourself. If you know, you have to lead and, and show people, people do what people see, not what people say. And so I started to work through and around every person I brought into the business. I expected them to do nothing. I expected them to quit. And we built a culture of working through and around. That's why I have people that are nine levels deep in my business that are million dollar earners, 17 levels deep that are multi-million dollar earners. It's because I worked through and around all the people that was never going to do anything. And I let them lead me to their what? To their network. What's your favorite prospecting tool? Say you have a qualified prospect now. Do you uh, do a phone call? Do you Zoom? You send a tool, video tool, a personal video, company video? What do you like? Yeah, great. The best tool there is is people. So my best tool, and it's a lost art here, Simon. We look at we're 2023. It's a lost art. People aren't doing this anymore. And what I mean by people, we talk about OPM, other people's money. What I'm talking about is OPS, other people's stories. 
Because what I do is I connect prospects, I connect new team members, because what am I trying to do? I'm trying to build the belief and the hope and the certainty. And how do I do that? Simon, by connecting them to their, what I call their FPS, their future potential self. And when I do that, what happens is they get to hear a relatable connecting story so they can say, oh, me too, Simon. Oh, me too, versus so what? Because a lot of times, there's a lot of so what tools. So what? So what? I can't connect to that. And so for me, we've built a culture around connecting stories and that tool is people. What's your favorite app on your phone that's not a social media app? Um, so, I mean, the, the app would be probably the podcast app where I get to get fed every single day or uh, one of my breathing apps with the Wim Hof, the breathing method. That would probably be one of the, one of the top two there. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about the two books you wrote and then give us another recommendation for another two or three books you like? Yeah, so the, we kind of went through in about 30 seconds the Apple principle, what it is, essentially five daily actions that lead to success in network marketing. But you could say five daily actions that lead to success in real estate or being an insurance agent is pretty generic. Just like you said, you're going to teach these to your son, your sons in baseball. And, and so that's the first one. The other one's winning with money. You know, one of the things I learned real quick is is, is as a, a school graduate, bachelor's degree, master's degree, we're not taught in school uh, financial literacy. We're not taught financial education. We're not taught, you know, financial business and assets. And you say, I've got the cash flow. And, and so I did a fundamental book on winning with money from my perspective. Uh, both of those are, you know, fortunately, Amazon bestselling books. But if I were to go, it'd be hard to do one, but let me share my top five real quick as it relates to books that were impactful for me. The first one was The Magic of Thinking Big. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was a simple but very applicable, really caught the vision for me. It's one of the first books I read when I, I joined network marketing. The second one, we, we've all probably heard of Robert Kiyosaki, a big real estate guru. You've maybe heard the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but it wasn't that book. It was Retire Young, Retire Rich, which really took me to a whole different level from an entrepreneurial standpoint. And then, of course, as you get going, uh, we're talking about the MVPs and how to block your day. It was the compound effect, man. It was the inch by inch, the little daily activities that can become really big. That's a, a Darren Hardy book. And then everything rises and falls on leadership, Simon. And so one of the best leadership books I th think is great is Lead for God's Sake. And that, that book is authored by Todd Gongor. And then one of my mentors is John Maxwell. So I got to keep I put him in the list. Uh, 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. I think it's one of the best books there is out there. Awesome. And would be my mentor's book, Something Good's Gonna Happen by Paul Orbison. So I shot you some real simple, but very applicable books that you can take some really good nuggets. They're not hard to read. And, you know, I think, Simon, sometimes we push people out of personal development because we we have them read th and Think and Grow Rich is a great book. But, man, that's a tough book to read on your first one. If you've never read, you don't, <laughs> don't do personal development. I like to start people off on some simple and just inch by inch, move them into loving personal development. And those are some great starter books. Um, the poor option book is what? Something good is about to happen? Yes. Good, that was awesome. my mentor. Yeah, that was my mentor. Here's the last question before we wrap up. Imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to find prospects and build a network marketing business from scratch? 
Man, I love this question. This is a question I'm, I'm stealing from you, Simon. And I'm going to start asking that question to some of our leaders on, on some of our leadership Zooms and leadership events. But the first thing I would do is the first thing I tell our people to do when they start this business, which is make a list. But my list, even because I don't know anybody, I would actually be making a list of the areas that I have knowledge and skills in. And from that list, I would then start looking at the different groups. So if we were to look at, man, what are the areas that are important to Chris, faith, family, finance, fitness, food, all those things, I would say, gosh, I need to get into some small groups as it relates to some Bible studies, which I actually, you know, I lead two men's Bible studies two days a week. And, you know, then I have kids. So we have a, a Bible's Bible raising uh, b- boys into godly men. And, and so that would be another group. Who are my, my kids' friends? And bring them and their dads together. So what am I doing? I'm, I'm using my knowledge, my skills to add value. Because when you add value to people, Simon, what happens? You gain influence with those people. Thus, then you can make a withdrawal. You can make an ask. Maybe have them take a look. And then you, you transition all the way into family, marriage. My wife and I just went on a, uh, to a marriage conference to grow and feed our marriage. And so what would I do? I would be thinking of who are some married couples that I can bring together so I can add value based on what I know from my experiences. The same with uh, network marketing. Hey, if I have the same skills, then I have some I have some knowledge, I have some wisdom. And so what am I going to do? I'm going to get into some networking groups. I'm going to get into some specific groups in social media and some live groups locally where I live. And I'm going to get in front of people, add value to them so I can gain the influence I'm into real estate investing. What am I going to do? I'm going to talk to real estate brokers, real estate agents, real estate. I'm going to talk to the banks, the presidents, the lenders. I'm going to talk to the appraisers. So this just continues to expand. I'm a triathlete. So I'm going I'm to get into swimming groups, biking groups. I'm going to get into running groups. I play tennis. I'm gonna, so what am I doing? I'm talking about, I didn't know anybody, but I just hammered all these different areas that I have knowledge in that I can get in front of some people and say, you know what? I'm going to be a a value add person. I'm going to serve them. They'll come back and serve me. I'm going to be a blessing versus get a blessing. And all of a sudden my network will multiply. That's awesome. Hey, um, as you've been amazing, as we wrap up any last words, and then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you, Chris? Man, I'm I'm pretty old school. So of course you can go to Facebook, you can type in Chris D as in David Estes, Chris D Estes. Uh, you can message me that way. And, you know, my numbers, I, I can shoot my number if you need to, you want to message me 270-872-6219. Be happy to help you. I'm not one of those cross recruit. I, like I, I'm a service type of person, love helping people, love people that love network marketing and, and want to help others. So I, I'm pretty simple, man. I, I don't overly market myself. I just stay in my lane, mind my business and serve my people. And so that that would be the way, best ways to get in touch with me. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today you may hang out with Chris Estes. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.com, click on the podcast tab and the show notes or all the nuggets of wisdom, the books that Chris recommended and also the link to his Facebook. Definitely follow him. If you want, you can reach out to him. His phone number will be there as well. Hey, in order to be successful in life, in business and in network marketing, you must help others. So Chris, Thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again and God bless you. ML Nation, don't forget to download your free cheat sheet 
to the consistency system. People have been giving great feedback. I talked about this in my book. People have been loving it. So I made it simple and handy for you. All right, it will fit in your phone's wallpaper or you're going to print it out. Print this out and make sure you apply these every day because your goal, I'm warning you, your goals will fail if you don't apply these seven components to whatever goal you want to set. So it's simple. Download, just go to mlnation.com forward slash system. That is mlnation.com forward slash system. Hey, ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. We'll recap from an amazing show from Chris Estes. Make sure you head over to mlnation.com and go and follow him. Connect with him on social media. See what he's doing. Um, great advice here. And it's about, I love how he's very straight and direct, right? It's like, hey, you are going to have the bumps. You are going to get hit in the face, punched. You are gonna, it's not going to be a smooth journey, but it's during those trials that's going to make you become that leader that you need to become. You know, and that is so true. There's no sugar coating it. Um, it's an awesome process, but it's going to, because you're going to, it's not just for the money, but the person you become. And when he said that, it was so true. Because I thought about all the times that I've grown uh, the most was during the challenging times. But during the challenging times, I-, I like what he said, the failure can either be a stepping stone or your tombstone. For most people, it's a tombstone. The rejection, the people quitting, the lack of results. Make it a stepping stone and not a tombstone. You know, you talked about uh, how he got started, uh, taking action, right? And then you got to assess to progress. You got to think about, hey, what uh, could I be doing better, right? What could I be doing? Assess to progress. And don't dwell on the no's. Dwell on the yeses and focus on the things that have gone well, right? I think a lot of people who get the size track, they or get discouraged. They think about the no's and they knock them off, right? Instead, think of the past successes. And even if you haven't had success yet, connect with someone that's done it. Because that builds belief. And he talked about the right people. I, you know, I've been teaching my boys this a lot lately. It's like, where are you going to be five years from now is determined by your personal development, the people you spend time with, you meet, and the your people that you spend time with and the events that you go to, right? Because if you're feeding, spending time with people that are, oh, have you made any money yet? It's not working. Let's go. And not in the profession. You're going to be sidetracked. I guarantee it. You are going to be leaving soon. But if you're spending time with people that, hey, you can do this. It's worth it. All right. You're going to stay focused. And your failure, your struggles are going to be a stepping stone instead of a tombstone. So make sure you're spending time with the right people. So, so important. If you're spending time with people like, oh, you haven't made much money yet, you're going to be sidetracked. You spend time, time with people who are encouraging, who think bigger, entrepreneurs, you're going to keep focused. Right? You're going to stay there. And then you can get better and better and better. Um, having that next mindset, the next mentality, right? the next person, and going to those events, events are huge. Where are you going to be five years from now? Again, determined by your personal development, the people you spend time with, and where you're going to go. And I, I was teaching my oldest son. Um, I call him my mini me, right? He looks exactly like me. Like he, for his baseball, he wants to play baseball at a high level. It's about the personal development, the stuff he's been through, the events, the trainings, the books he's read, the videos he's watched, right? About baseball. It's about the uh, people he's met. If it wasn't for this friend, uh, my friend Hector, he wouldn't be on the team. Right now, his team is ranked, is, is in the past, has been ranked the number one team in his level with the top 25 team. If you talk about all levels for his age group, top 25 in entire California, top 50 in the entire country, right? And this is out of thousands of 11 euros. Right now, he's at, um, as of this recording, the number 20, top 15, top 17 in the whole entire California and top 50 in the country, right? But he's gotten there 
in, because of someone I met, right? Hector, right? And then also we went to this trip in Florida where he connected with someone. He saw someone better. He learned from that. Say, where are you going to be? Same thing for your business five years from now. So getting back to well, my son, like this summer, uh, we're going to a Stanford baseball camp. You know, Stanford is one of the top colleges, universities in the whole world, but also has a top right now, a top five baseball program, top five in the entire Entire America, entire US, uh, world, you can say, baseball, top five. And we're going there for a camp, right? Because, again, exposing his mind, building that connections. So the same thing in your business, you got to go to the events. You got to go to put yourself in a situation that's going to expand your mind and take you so that when the things don't go well, when you have the challenges, you are not going to struggle. You're not going to give up, right? And I'm not going to go into all the details that Chris talked about because there's so many good things, right? It's like, it's not what you say, it's about who you are. Not what you say. Like, you know what? Like, I, I was, I'm thinking about going back to the baseball analogy. If I went to the camp with my son, and this guy could be the greatest coach, but he's not talking with confidence. He's not being, you know, he doesn't have the best social skills. I'm not speaking confidently, teaching confidently. I'm probably not going to believe him. He could be the greatest player. But if you have some of the best coaches are great communicators. They're confident. And that gets the kids to buy in. Same thing. Who are you buying? People buy your belief. And your conviction, you do not need results to convince people to join, but you do need conviction and belief and the consistency, right? You need the, you need to have the energy to attract people. Um, anyway, awesome stuff here. Um, I talk about, you know, the consistency being consistent, with the right things, having the confidence, um, and really surround yourself with the right people. And the top of the apple, I love that. I'm going to teach my boys this on the way, uh, on the way to baseball practice today is attitude, preparation perform, learn, and evaluate. Those are the things you got to evaluate and assess to progress, right? Things that are not going well, assess to progress. Awesome stuff. Go follow Chris Estes, amazing leader. This is one of my favorite shows uh, in a long, long time. Really good. And uh, hey, one thing I asked of you, right? This podcast is not free. It takes a lot of time, my energy, connections, Chris's time to do this. So uh, only thing I ask for you, you don't need to pay me money, but go out there and subscribe to us on YouTube and go subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform and leave a review. That's all I ask for you. You don't need to pay me any money, but please go subscribe, leave a review, whatever po- podcast platform. That will mean a lot to me because I want to grow this profession. You know, look at how amazing this profession is from Chris, from the teacher. Now he's got a building apartment portfolios. Go do that. So let's have, let's all lift up the profession together because this is amazing. We get to create our future. And then, and the more importantly, we get to have a positive impact on other people's lives when we do this. So anyway, thank you for listening. I'm Simon Shannon. I'm loud and proud to be part of this amazing profession. Now it's over to you. Go out there, take action on what you learned and have a positive impact on someone's life. God bless you all.